Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Commonly Create Wealth Podcast 2021 U.S. Outlook Edition. My name is Marcel Maris, and I'm a portfolio strategist for Century Funds. Today on the podcast, we have Jack Hall, portfolio manager for U.S. Equities, and Jack will share his market outlook, risks we see, and fund positioning over the next six to 12 months. So first question, Jack, can you share with listeners your outlook for 2021? When we're seeing here kind of the end of 2020, which has been an extremely eventful year, uh, and we look forward into 2021, uh, a couple key things that I think uh, investors need to think about is, number one, in 2020, we saw the steepest economic decline in the United States since the government started keeping records. It takes a second to let that sink in. That, that's how severe of a recession we, we saw. Um, and I know the stock market's come back quite quickly, which makes people feel a bit better, but things are still not that great as we exit 2020. And frankly, we wouldn't expect the first half of 2021 to be much better um, until we really have this vaccine rolled out. We hit herd immunity and people have confidence again to start doing things. However, uh, I don't think it's all lost. Uh, we're very optimistic, actually, for the second half of 2021. Uh, we're calling for a, a V-shape or a snapback recovery. And so I think it's important to remember stocks are always forward-looking. And so the stock market, as it's doing now, will probably move before the underlying businesses start to actually benefit from the snapback. So what gives us confidence in the snapback? Well, number one, uh, we think you'll be led by the consumer. Um, so if you look at the average consumer in the U.S., the savings rate was 16.8% last year. That's well above the historical level of 7.5%. So there's going to be a lot of pent-up uh, money and savings account. Uh, there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand, think travel, uh, things like that. Uh, we also think once the consumer starts driving um, back to their behaviors, starts spending again, hiring will follow quickly. Uh, the unemployment rate now is unemployment rate right now is twice as high as um, historical averages coming out of the Great Recession, um, and we think companies will benefit uh, disproportionately from that because they've t- all taken so many costs out in 2020. So we actually think the setup for 2021 is is really good, um, despite kind of the near term uh, rising COVID case counts and potentially uh, we expect to see a deceleration in the first half of the year. Uh, on GDP, but we think we need to take a little bit longer term uh, outlook. That's great. Thanks, Jack. Can you share with us, how are U.S. equities portfolios positioned and where do you see opportunities? So when COVID hit, we looked to hybrid the portfolio and move into some of these obvious beneficiaries from work from home. So think Amazon, think Microsoft, uh, names like that. I think that oppor- those opportunities have passed. And, and frankly, I think in some cases they're actually priced as if people never go back to the way things were. Saying that, I think there are some businesses that will never recover. However, the opportunities that we see are in businesses that are currently down and out, but we see no structural reason why they cannot recover. And frankly, in a lot of cases, surpass kind of pre-COVID levels. Uh, So one area that we're adding exposure to in the portfolio is MedTech. Uh, So a name there would be Boston Scientific. Uh, historically, Boston Scientific uh, grew at a, a mid-single-digit top-line growth. Um, and, and just for people not familiar with them, is they uh, make equipment for uh, non-discretionary uh, hospital procedures. So think uh, pacemaker uh, for your heart. And what happened in 2020 is 
their uh, revenues were actually down about 25%. And, and so let's put this in perspective. This is a company that steadily grows at a mid-single-digit top line with selling non-discretionary items. And it was down 25% in 2020. And this was just simply because hospitals were closed. They're capacity constrained. They deferred as many procedures as they could. Well, guess what? Those procedures need to get done. Um, these aren't things where people can just delay forever. And so we would expect as we exit 2020 into 2021, a, a company like that may actually be able to grow at an above historical uh, revenue growth um, rate. And the stock is really not reflecting that as it's nearing kind of, a, I believe, as we speak, maybe 52 week lows. So we see opportunities in a name like that. Um, another uh, similar themed opportunity would be a company called Sensata. They make sensors for automotive vehicles. Uh, what happened in the automotive space is in the second quarter, due to government mandates, a lot of the plants had to shut down. Um, but yet consumer demand did not drop as much as supply has dropped in 2020, creating uh, a shortage of cars. So when we look into 2021, we would expect um, consumer demand to remain strong, fueled by low interest rates and an improving economy. And we would expect um, demand for Sensata's products, which will ultimately uh, be driven by how many cars uh, the manufacturers want to produce, which we think manufacturers are going to look to produce more cars than they sell since inventories are so low. And Sensata will also benefit by the, the trend of more sensors being on cars. So we think since that is set up to grow at a, a well above historical rate in, in 2021, yet the stock is still at pre-COVID levels. So we, we think opportunities like that are, are really exciting as we enter into 2021, particularly kind of the back half of the year. Uh, so we re remain fully invested. That's great. Thanks for that answer. Now, Jack, what risks are you monitoring going into 2021 that may impact portfolio positioning? So, yeah, if you can't tell, like, obviously, we're, we're pretty optimistic about 2021. Uh, we think the stock market offers tremendous value, uh, particularly against other asset classes, such as like fixed income or, or cash or, or things like that. Um, but there are risks. Um, so I, I think one, and uh, as we sit here today, it's clearly playing out a, a bit, is if the, the virus was to mutate in a way where the vaccine didn't work anymore, um, if the distribution or rollout of vaccines were a bit slower, if it takes longer to reach herd immunity, that, that's an obvious one. I, I think a less obvious one, actually, that um, I think might be more of a storyline in 2021 is uh, we worry about inflation. So if you just think logically, the governments around the world have printed uh, a significant amount of cash. And one of the re hence, one of the reasons we're optimistic about this year is because consumers haven't been able to spend all that cash. So it's been kind of stockpiling in their bank accounts. And, and we do worry once the velocity starts to pick up and consumers start to spend and businesses start to spend, you could have a pickup in inflation. And, and so a small pickup is okay, but if you start getting into like a hyperinflation scenario, uh, you're going to raise rates rapidly. And so that could create a, a bit of a headwind um, to the economy, to stocks. So that's something we'll be monitoring very closely. And the last one, uh, which I guess is also somewhat obvious, is, is just higher taxes. I mean, frankly, government deficit, deficits have ballooned. Um, we're going to figure a way to try to pay back for the, the damages that were done in 2020. And so I think particularly in the U.S., where you have a, a change of party that's probably more willing to raise taxes, that's something to, to keep an eye on. Uh, that one doesn't worry me quite as much, though, I have to admit, because I, I don't think um, the Democrats will be raising taxes unless the economy is... It, is well on into its uh, recovery. Um, so I think that shouldn't be too big of a deal. But those are just some of the things that we're, we're keeping an eye on um, as we enter 2021. 
That's perfect, Jack. Uh, that was very insightful, and, and we appreciate your perspective. For the listeners, if you want to know more about Century U.S. funds and other Century funds, check out CI.com. And join us in January for another update. Thank you, and, and enjoy your holidays, and see you in the new year. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns, net of fees and expenses, payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.